If it's up, if it's up. Welcome back to Lady Avoid episode six. Pretend I'm holding six fingers up, even though that's impossible. So, this is a Q&A episode. I have the questions. I wrote them down. You know why? Because this is the only time I'm going to write things out within a script format. Everything else off the dome. No script. I'm not relying on anything. I'll use and trust my own intuition and knowledge to be able to uphold and carry the scene, carry the conversation, carry the immersion of different dimensions. So we can start with the questions. Because the first question I would talk about is anime. Is anime related? The Attack on Titan, the last episode, it came out Saturday but I didn't. Wa- I didn't watch it that that particular Saturday. I watched it the following day, Sunday, parts of it because I had to go out, and I just finished it earlier today. Why is Al- 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 Attack on Titan amazing? And what do you think about the ending? Oh, Attack on Titan is amazing. I love the characters. I love the character development over time between these particular characters, even the. The ones that aren't always in the scenes or not the main characters, their minor roles, they're still like very significant in the character development and the attack on time story. Because it correlates to this real life right now. I don't really break down this anime or just anime in general just by, oh, look, this character did this and that. I just go by the bigger picture and the general consensus of what I got. And that's where we're at in this world. We're in an apocalyptic apocalyptic time period where we're just in a weird timeline. We're going up against these these higher-ups, these weirdos, these governments, other entities within, whether it's in other countries, whether... Regardless, we're, we're living in a weird timeline. We should be living, living in a weird timeline. Because in, in this same instance where we're living life and experiencing this, why would you not experience something extremely out of the ordinary? Is life supposed to be normal? No. What the fuck is normality? What is your definition of normality anyways? Is it supposed to be... Uh, robotic, uh, monotone, I don't express emotion. Is that is that your definition of normal? Because it's not my definition. I just think normal is a trap. And it, it excludes you from being able to fully immerse yourself into insanity. And we're all insane. I don't, I don't get why we can't insane sometimes or you see it as such a negative connotation we're supposed to be insane we're supposed to be crazy there's a time and place for everything and then again if you're at a point or at some place where you're alone and you're able to express outward your emotions or outward your thoughts why don't you just say it if you're in your house alone nobody's around Why don't you just scream in the pillow if you're that angry? Or to just release some anger. Or as a form of meditation. You could just scream into a pillow could be a form of meditation because you're releasing a lot of tension. So, Attack on Titan, in a general aspect, is the times we're living in. So, altogether, that ending was crazy. And that's going to be how a lot of us will come out after these chaotic time periods especially when 2024 is coming up and I got a question about the 2024 election too oh what do you think about the 2024 election I don't give a shit I don't care if you want to enjoy the selection 2024 then you could do that why did I say the selection instead of election Shane because nobody is getting elected, bro. People, these people are manipulating the numbers and the box scores. And they're choosing the people for you. Your vote does not matter. 
If your vote did matter, then why don't they take it into consideration? And then, dude, they don't even care. You, you guys are just speaking out, talking about, speaking about, about certain things, spreading awareness online, protesting. They don't hear you out. They don't care about you. Do they even see you? Do they even review what you're, what you're posting through? And even if they did, then, and even if they're censored, then, what, what's, what's the purpose? What's the purpose at the end of the day that we need their attention? If we, if they don't care about us this bad, then why do we still crave for their attention? That's why a vote don't matter. There you go. The end. Next question. I gotta find a place to sit real quick. Yep, I got a prep. What do you, who do you want to see at the Super Bowl? And what do you think about the Rihanna Super Bowl halftime performance? That was last year, right? The Rihanna Super Bowl. Dude, that, that, that Super Bowl was ritualistic as fuck. But that shit was so on point. But Rihanna's not gonna drop any music anymore. He she doesn't care about it. So she's not a real person anyway. She's like Frank Ocean. They both are never gonna drop music again. They're both retired. Even though they say 90 times a week, oh I'm gonna drop music. Oh I'm in the studio. I'm gonna experiment. They're not dropping shit anymore. They're done. They're done. They're both generational pathological liars. They they got that line. They, they, they started that line movement. Or even with Kanye. About, oh, I'm going to drop music at this particular day. And that particular day comes, nothing drops. Or that particular week comes, oh, we're going to scratch everything. Bro, we've been new that. We've been new. I don't really care who, who performs at the halftime. That's what I mostly watch. I just casually watch their Super Bowl anyways. I don't really care who, who enters. Should I pay attention more to NFL? Probably. And then again, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing anyways. Am I supposed to be rooting for my own hometown? Because I, I most definitely, most likely would anyways. Then again, what if another team from a different state, different division, is something I enjoy personally? Or am I not allowed to do that? Does the sports have this underlying rule that you can only like Team 3 hometown? Asking you a question. I'm just asking a general question. Because it's almost like you asking me what my favorite food is. Oh, what's your favorite food? Oh, chicken wings. Oh, you can only eat chicken wings for, for the rest of your life. Bro, there's so much food out there. There's a bunch of fruit out there. And even... Dude, isn't it redundant that you're also asking me, oh, what's your favorite fruit? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of good-ass fruit out there. That's the only fruit that you should eat. Oh, come on, man. That sounds redundant. There's just so much food out there. The funny part is, the my, the my favorite fruit and my favorite dessert is also in the Q&A. So I'll just answer this right now. My favorite fruit, I have no idea. It switches every five seconds. Sometimes I would love a mango and sometimes I love bananas. Sometimes I love a cold ass watermelon and sometimes I like blueberries. There's just so much fruit out there. That is just so good. And there's other fruits I haven't tried yet like dragon fruit and papaya. But I heard so many people like that shit so. Maybe one day I'll try it. And dessert, ice cream is my go-to now. It used to be cake, but I've grown out of my love for cake. At least I love cheesecake now. But my 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 cake, my love for cake isn't the same. It's not the same, unfortunately. It is what it is at the end of the day. Check what's the next question or what should I answer? Because if I don't check, then I'm gonna be staring at the wall or staring at the ceiling, 
staring the void. Favorite television series? I don't watch TV. I haven't even watched movies in a minute. Should I? Probably. I don't want to watch. I don't want. I don't want to watch TV series. I only watch anime series stuff. And what else? I'll I'll be reacting to more anime stuff. Movies, probably in the future. Once I find my niche and oh, I, I just feel like doing it now. Right now, I don't have I don't have a sense of. Oh, I want to watch movies. I don't have that sense. I don't have that motivation. I don't have that, 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 that want in me, that, that passion for movies right now. Oh, you're going to have to want for it. Dude, it's just watching movies. What are you talking about? Motherfucker talking about, oh, shit, you need to have the passion to watch movies. Bro, I'm just, let me, let me be, bro. Breathe oxygen. So on to the next one. Alright, on to the next one. I'm gonna find a trash can soon. Just give me some time. Dating. And I got a question talking about would you date somebody with an STD in the NGL box? That's crazy. That's a crazy ass question. Because it's so obvious that most people or everybody should not be dating anybody with an STD, bro. Do you guys care about your health? That you have to ask the STD question? You gotta watch. You gotta watch what you put your seat to, into, and and what you immerse yourself into other spaces. You do know that the reason why. A lot of you aren't capable of attaining discipline. It's because of shit like that. You don't even watch for your health. How in the world are other people expected to look out for you if you don't even look out for yourself? Oh, but men are biologically wired to have sex with multiple women. Yeah, only a virgin would say that. Shade, I have sex already. Stop lying on my name. Fine, fine. You want scram now, scram. Because you sound very bold, very bold into talking about your 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 dating experience, your your sex experience as well. This bold. I don't think you guys should be as bold as you guys really are. In these apps, talking about sex, dating, all this stuff. So I did get a great question about dating to marry in 2023. That was in my book. Just, just date what, however you please at the moment, or based off your circumstance. If you date to marry, then date to marry. Everybody has different interpretations and different paths that they have to go through still and either way it's not up to me to be able to deter if you should date to marry if you date to just for the experience or you should date multiple people at once dating multiple people at once isn't ideal if you're in a circumstance where you have to do it might as well you might as well just swallow your seed, right? And I got another, another great question though about dates, strained parent relationships. What's the impact of strained parent relationships, and what does it have to do with your perception of love? That was such a great question because if you grew up with a two-parent household. You would definitely know and have a great interpretation of what love is. If you only had a single parent or your parents are divorced in one way or another, you don't even get to see them. If your parents are divorced, but you get to see whether it's your dad, whether it's your mom, at least once or twice every other week, 
your 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 perception of love is not overblown by oh you don't have two parents in the household or you only have a single parent or you had a stepfather it's not it's not perceived in a different direction as long as you don't have a single parent whether it's your mom or your father if those if one of those two are the only people in your house and or your parents have a very very bad relationship with each other constantly fighting constantly hurting each other harming each other's spaces your perception of love is fucked you would think love is not real you would think love is fake and some sort of fabricated fairy tale love story you know even people with single with not single even people with actual two-parent household they didn't they didn't divorce they've been together all this time you would grasp love much easier and you would be able to attract it easier compared to the person that had a broken household relationship because in this instance you attain luck because your parents are able to go through thick and thin without without compromising each other's self-worth and if you live under a household where there's constant fighting again and your parents do not trust each other you will not trust other people you are taught subconsciously over time to not trust people even if you're not supposed to give a thousand percent trust to people you still need people to rely and trust upon you don't live this lifetime alone you live this lifetime with a bunch of other people for a reason you have a family for a reason you have friends if you do for a reason so you have other people and other company for support and not just thug it out myself you get me so next question Let's go back to the book Staring the Voice for a minute. How do you know anything is real? Oh, that was in my NGL box. I think about this all the damn time. It's based on your situation and what you're perceiving these certain experiences as. So once you experience this certain thing, like I've been said about the dating discourse part, if you are in an environment, a toxic environment, then you're going to believe and subconsciously program yourself to believe this life is full of shit. This is based on how you grew up. It has a heavy, it's not a heavy baggage. And then the same breath, the way you perceive these certain experiences, what you it out, what you choose to suppress, repress, cope, find coping instead. That's all you're gonna see. You're gonna see life as damn. Life is constant pain, but you have to constantly find coping. That's the only thing. You don't find a purpose within this copium in particular. You're only gonna see certain obstacles as shit. This is my time to run away now. Copium time, that's all you're gonna see it as. So you do need to be careful of what you perceive certain situations as. Then again, it's not up to me to determine how you should perceive it because it doesn't matter. My life does not align and correlate to yours. My life correlates to me and me only. It should be the exact same shit for you. No? What? So the government tells you, oh, by 18, you have to be out of your parents' house. Are you going to pay attention to them? Of course not. And isn't that the stigma of society that these people are still bringing up? Oh, by 18, you should still be out of your parents' house. You should be living somewhere else. You should be living in a college dorm or whatever. You still pay attention to these idiots? You still pay attention to these idiots when they tell you, Men, repress your emotions. Women, stay in the kitchen and cook me a sandwich. You still pay attention to these idiots? When in your entire life 
Have you trusted these people for anything? Oh, you, you need help to get a bandage because you hurt your finger. Do you go to the government for a bandage or do you go to your parents? Yeah, that's what I thought. Next question. Have you struggled with self-doubt? Yes, I have. I'm, I still am. And I probably will forever. Not because, oh, I want to struggle with self-doubt. I am so obsessed with being negative, toxic. I'm not like these idiots in, in Twitter or on Instagram. Obsessed with being compulsive, negative energy and having to project to other people. I'm not like that. The thing with me and my self-doubt is that this is part of my nature. It's part of my general consensus of why I view myself not as an important piece to anybody's life. That's why I don't view myself as an important piece to anybody's life. I'd rather view myself as a presence and then I'll just go from there. I could help you out a thing or two. I would love to help you out. I would love to be an impactful person in your life. But if I'm not, then that's just how it is. I'm not important. I'm not a revolutionary generational figure in history. I'm just a regular person. And I'm a spirit. I'm an alien in a human suit anyways. So why should I strive for attention? Why should I want attention in the first place if I don't even want it back? No? I'll struggle with self-doubt, but not because I want self-doubt. I just understand the, the nature of confidence. Within the nature of confidence, you don't flex about it. You already embody it. Why do you need to embody and, and flex your confidence? Why do you have to flex to people that you're confident so bad? What's the obsession? What's the obsession with, oh, this is how you get confident. Tip number one, you don't need these videos. What you need is self-indulge confidence and some, what is it, what is it called? Aspirations, affirmations, yeah, affirmations. Maybe affirm to yourself that you're confident. And then again, you need to be able to configure and put yourself into that confidence. You have to act like you're already confident. And then again, you don't pretend. You don't fake it. You're about it. You should already know in your head, I'm confident. But most of you people would rather match yourself as a morally righteous person than to actually be it. That's the issue. The issue is, oh, I'd rather watch a, a video about some random stranger teaching me how to be confident in five seconds. Those videos do not help out. They're pure copium. Pure copium. If you can't even apply to your own life, if you don't even care to apply in your own life, then why do you still watch them? Change who you view? You gotta adjust accordingly. You know these people aren't helping you out. They're, they're making you more and more self-conscious and... Uh, I need to hide. So these people are becoming detrimental. Why do you still consume their content? Copium. That's all it is. Next question. If you were stranded on an island for five years and you only have five albums to listen to, which ones would you listen to? Or which ones you're taking? Donuts, Illmatic, Mad Villainy, College Dropout, Love Deluxe. Love Deluxe because I like a balance. Good R&B, good ass R&B. Got some good ass hip hop music with soul sample chops. Two underground hip hop albums and a boom bap album. One underground hip hop album. It's dedicated to jazz, jazzier sounding sample aesthetics. Another one, it's much, it's it's darker too, in some instances. The other one is an instrumental of 
It's it's the greatest instrumental project of all time. Just period. And donuts. Those are my five. I have my reasons. Three of them are my favorite top three albums ever. Another one is top ten favorite, and the other one is top twenty. Simple. I'm a simple guy. No, you're not, Shane. You're too complicated, and you're too intimidating. I I don't know if I'm intimidating. People don't care to look at me enough. You see me as a ghost, anyways. So, what's the what's the pressure? Next question. What was the most difficult thing you had to overcome? My panic and anxiety attacks, or my fainting episodes, or slash my fainting episodes. That was a time when I thought I was gonna die at any any moment. Now I still do. I still do. It's not like it, it's completely out of my mind. It's brushed off. But I didn't. I wasn't scared of it as it was back then because the different transition from this lifetime, this box of a matrix, this corrupted ass system, to nothingness. I felt like what it was like to be dead to an extent. When I had these fainting episode panic attacks, it was just complete nothingness. Nothing happened. You, you weren't even anywhere. You were just there at a random void spot. It was just random. And here's the thing about Let's cut to the next segment so we can cut this part in half. I don't need I don't need this to keep extending and extending. Next segment. Ta-ta, we're back. I had to pick up a call, so I had to cut my segment short for that instance. So we're gonna continue on my self-doubt. Plus the hardest thing I've overcame. So the self-doubt does correlate and correspond to uh, my anxiety attacks because it broadened my horizons on the self-doubt even more. It made me view self-doubt terrible, worst thing in the world. My perception of these things was corrupted. I became way too prideful and way too bold of this lifetime. I would think that, yep, this life thing is over for me. Or I would think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm immune to this shit. Nothing ever gonna happen to me again. You see? And then again, why do I have to view these hardest outcomes as the worst things in the world? Does hard have that much of a negative connotation or did I choose to see it that way? because I couldn't handle the conflict. Just a question I considered, and yes, yes I did. I considered it the worst thing ever. I considered it, oh, this is probably my last chance at life before I die, or my parents will probably kick me out the house and make me go homeless. Dude, if I did not go through these certain situations, but I went through and even worse, if I responded even worse to my anxiety attacks, if I continue to fail school from 2021 on, dude, I'd probably be homeless by now. I wouldn't be here with a camera talking to you. I'd be homeless. I don't even know where my life would be. That's the point. The point is you need to enjoy this moment. You need to enjoy what you have right now and be grateful that you haven't went through the worst of the worst. You haven't made a dumb enough decision to put yourself in an even worse situation. You avoided it because you took a much more smarter route after going through a bullshit experience. Isn't, isn't that supposed to be a positive? Then why do we view the hardest outcomes? Oh, I went through a tough time. That's the worst thing ever. If at the end, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Dude, there's, there's still more streets to go. Yet, you think there's a dead end. You think as soon as you hit depression, as soon as you hit anxiety, you think there's a dead end. There's no dead end here, buddy. There's still more streets to cross. There's still more streets to walk. 
That's all. If you were to put yourself in any era of a time period you want to live in, which one would it be? And there's casually a fucking rap right there. Wow, what what a New York experience. This is the most New York shit I've ever seen. I just see a fucking rat just casually walk on the street and into some porch right there. That's the most New York shit possible. Just know that. I'm, I didn't even get scared. I just saw that thing and I'm like, whatever, man. <laughs> Nuts, man. If I were to live in a particular time period, I'll live two things. Either in the 70s, where soul soul music was at its peak, but there was a bunch of crackheads and a bunch of cocaine users, or I'll live in the hunting-gathering timeline period, where most of these people use this obsessive, compulsive defense mechanism of, we used to go to war, we used to hunt and gather online acting like that was the best time of their lives when they haven't even experienced it that's the funny part they've never had to hunt and gather in their entire life up to this point yet they use illusionary hypothetical timeline period and act like they were there they act like they know what it is you do know that you do know that a lot of these people didn't have as much resources as now. They didn't have as much resources we have. They probably didn't eat three meals a day, bro. They had to rely on their immune system. They had to probably only eat like once a day. They probably only had to eat like, for example, fish. Dude, what do you think life was supposed to be like back then compared to now? Have you ever thought about... Did you even take history class? Oh wait, I forgot most people didn't pay either pay, didn't pay attention to school or they just completely forgot that school existed for a extended period of time. Yes, school is indoctrinating, school is programming. But these basic level-headed oh, timeline periods of what the, the history was like back in like the 1300s for example it's so obvious that these people in the 1300s did not have many resources in fact they probably had even less than 50 resources they probably could only eat once a day and that's probably a night that's a hunt and gather a lot of the time isn't that what most of your timelines like what 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 is their hobbies interests it's extremely limited this is why i call you guys out you guys are mostly privileged but you act as if it's not enough nothing's enough you guys always want something more and more and more you guys act like spoiled middle schoolers that's just how it is it's pathetic behavior but that's how we have to roll nowadays because we have to deal with these 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 corrupted governments and we also have to deal with deranged brainless npc social experiment constant contrarian grifting program indoctrinated whatever you want to say because you guys could say 50 insults, but can't even name 10 interesting facts about you. You can't even name three, but you want me to take you serious. Anyways, anyways. What is one type of taco you would want to eat the rest of your life? Garne asada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delicioso. Muy bien. Yeah. If you woke up in a fever dream in a different reality, would you miss us? Yeah, I miss the people that I consider good family, good friends. I miss those people. And the people that I call out upon and I constantly see grifting and pandering to a specific audience. These guys are going to reincarnate back here in a completely different body 
and they're going to have an even worse outcome and obstacle in their life because they didn't appreciate now. They're too stuck in the past or they're too stuck in specific narratives and agendas that don't correspond to anything that has to do with growing and evolving their lives. It doesn't involve creating. It involves taking somebody else's work or taking a piece of a narrative and just twisting it and just creating mindless content with it. Not everyone is here to create. Some people are here to be a bunch of consumers. Mindless consumers. That's just how it is. Have you ever thought about when you sleep, you wake up in a different world than the time that you fell asleep? Yes. Wokeness 101. When you sleep, you're in the world you're in currently. And then you wake up, the world is completely different and it's changed. It's supposed to be like that. No? I don't understand why some of these people view change as the worst thing ever. My issue with a lot of these people when it comes to change is that most of these people, it's not that they don't accept it. They don't they don't perceive change as a good thing in some cases. And not all change is great. Some changes are astronomically down terrible. And then some change is necessary. Why can't we have a rebirth period? Why can't this system crash down as it should? Why can't we have a, a period where things change, everything changes, the buildings are different? Why not? Do you want to live your, your entire life living in the same realm with the same system that you constantly complain about? And the same type of people on top of the elite, the, the people in power, you want these type of people to continue holding you hostage within power structure, social status? Okay, you are here for a reason. You did not game over your life for a reason yet. You have a purpose to fulfill. If you don't fulfill your purpose and you end up, oh, I need to, I need to finish my life now. If you do that, and you didn't fulfill your purpose, I think you'll come back here in a different body and you're gonna have even much more complicated obstacles. Personal belief, Shay, why would you say that? Shay, that's not true. Stop, stop with the astronomical. It's not that deep. It's just what I think. Who the fuck knows what happened? I could be completely wrong. Just because I say certain things, it doesn't mean I'm always right. Something I say nonsense. Sometimes I'm completely on the right side of history. Maybe that's not always the case because I don't always want to be on the right side of history. Sometimes I want to be in the complete opposite. I want to be changing the history for the better, but in their eyes, they're gonna be like, this guy's the villain. This guy is a piece of shit loser whatever insults that they can come up with because people can only name 30 plus insults but they can't name 10 interesting things about them. We'll always revolt back to that because that's the consensus. The consensus is most people are not interesting. Not because they don't have interesting things going on in their life but because they choose to cope and attract their attention to things that don't matter. They don't view their life as interesting. They don't view their life as valuable. They view other things in mindless content, mindless consumption, constant pandering, grifting as valuable. They see taking ideas as valuable. They see the government take all their power away to be powerful and valuable. That's what you're indirectly asking for, no? We're back in the same part that I was in earlier. Now what? So we did finish off this Q&A on a banger, no? Now, what's the next step to just my own path moving forward? Am I gonna go date? Am I gonna look for somebody? No, I'm not gonna look for somebody. I'm gonna focus on work. I have work coming up 
within the next month or two, and I will not give up my life right now. I have to focus on building my value. My value matters just like your value matters. Once I build my value, people will see it. People don't have to question it. And that's not even my intent of me building my value. It's for my own purpose, my own life path. My life path is dedicated to my own independence. My life is dedicated to being. My life is not dedicated to pawn a mask and pawn a show for these stupid ass idiots. If I want to pawn a show for these idiots, I would. I'm doing it right now. The reason why I have partially a podcast is so I can entertain you idiots. And then later on, you're going to be like, oh, this guy exposed me. That's the point. You see, you finally put on a thinking cap. You didn't take it off. Or you never had a thinking cap. Now you acquired a thinking cap from my own space. That's partially why. And I allow other people's opinions too. Why do you think I have to revolt to say, I'll take Shay. It's not that deep, Shay. Shay, I know you're spiritual, but... I can claim I can be spiritual, but I'm not holding on to the spiritual thing. Like, it's the life or death situation. I hold a spiritual thing because it plays into part of my life path. It's not who I actually am. I am just a person. I'm just an alien in a human suit. It doesn't matter what I contribute when it comes to, oh, spiritually, oh, materialism. Dude, I'm here. That's my value. I'm here. Now what? But I think a lot of you just misconstrue the fact that I'm here for you. Regardless if you think that I'm trying to get something out of you. Do not generalize me and put me in a group where you're like, damn. I hate people so much. Everyone just uses me. Bro, who's everyone? Who is everyone? Explain to me. I am autistic and I need things explained to me directly. Am I included in the everybody? No, Shay. Oh, okay. So then why do you say everybody? Why can't you say particular people? Why can't you call out people? Call out people like a man. Call out people like you're the gossiping woman you are. Call out people by their name. Go to these people directly, privately. Go message them and be like, why do you use me? Why can't you do that? Why does it always have to be group people into one box? And that's the only way I'll view these people. Or that's the only way I could view these people. Why? I'm asking you. Now I'm asking you. Why do you have to box these people? fake they don't help me they don't look out for me the same way I do why do you need that is your whole intent of going to other people is for them to do the exact same thing to you why do you want the exact same energy back to you when you haven't even embodied enough positivity enough kindness courage integrity honor dignity hospitality you didn't incorporate enough of that but you want other people to do it for you Okay, you won. Here you go. Here's your little treat. Scram! It's like me throwing uh, the fetch ball to the dog and making the dog run away and just keep going. I'm not I'm not playing fetch cue anymore. Go tell somebody else to do it. That's just how it is now. Oh, well. Don't group me in with specific people when you know damn well you're directing it to somebody, but you're not even telling them directly. You're playing the same subtweet game that you constantly criticize or constantly tell other people, stop doing that. Why can't people ever be honest? You're not even honest with yourself. You're constantly having to be a, a, a group thinker. This hive mind. This, hmm. So, since I think people are weird, since I found one person weird, that means everybody else is weird. That's just an example. But moving forward with this example, hmm, I found one person to be super, super weird and not in the good way, creepy way. It's more of a creepy way. So, I found everybody else to be weird, creepy way. I hate people. So you hate me. No, Shay. 
It's just in the moment. Okay, sorry. But how am I supposed to know if you're constantly grouping me with people that I haven't, I haven't even projected to you this negative, this submissive, indirect, I'm shading you, I'm doing this backstabbing. I haven't even directed to you, yet you, you're, you're going to be the one to, to initiate that, that offense. You're initiating an offense where you're ball hogging and you're, you're, you're constantly doing isolation plays. And it's going absolutely nowhere. You're taking Kobe, Kobe mentality too far. Look, if you're going to be honest with me, you can directly message me your honest intention, your honest questions, your curiosity. Why do you take things too deep? Because life is deep. Shane, why do you have such L takes? You don't have to agree with all my takes. Who forced you to say, you're supposed who what what in the in the contract did i make you sign a contract that says you have to agree with all my takes did i did i initiate a contract for you to do that of course the fuck not you made that up in your mind you made up the fact that oh I, am i supposed to agree with your take shane am i supposed to agree with everything you say you have such l takes you don't have to agree with what i say you stupid bum you can disagree and be like, Shane, you're such a loser. Dude, if I did not allow you to answer or let you be, then might as well I've never made this podcast. I might as well never even made a social media. Because the whole purpose of a social media is to allow these people to sometimes project to you. Oh, this person projected. Yeah, sometimes these people need to project because they're coping. That's their only source of coping right now. It's to project to you. Just don't give them attention. You don't need to give everybody your attention. Isn't that the premise? Oh, it, it's it's almost as like you are trying to find food, but you don't you haven't decided yet. But then your mom is like, Shane, you can't eat this, you can't eat that. Bro, I'm hungry and I'm down for whatever food that there is. There's no one specific thing. There's something that has to it has to hit but no all of a sudden now there's a limit bro there's a multitude of options to eat and now you're only giving me limited options because I'm looking for something it's almost like that oh well oh well next time I'm speaking for you I'm speaking for myself I'm speaking to everybody in a general consensus Shane, my tweets are general though. No, you you, you you throw shade. I can tell you throw shade to people who you don't want to direct it to them because you're scared that you might fall out with them in a negative light and you can't handle the conflict of it. That's your issue. But first and foremost, before I end this off on this podcast, I welcome and appreciate all the questions that you've given me. Even if you guys didn't give me enough, much more than, than what I needed. Even most of these people just... I don't want to give this guy questions. This guy's weird. If you haven't done that, first and foremost, I appreciate you. Thank you for giving me the questions. Maybe it's not enough, but it doesn't matter. This is just the first of the Q&A. Maybe we'll do more. Maybe. Why not? Second off, if you're going to make a generalization, at least make a generalization where people aren't thinking that they're a part of this main character syndrome that they constantly create in their heads. Don't make a generalization where it doesn't impact the people in general, it only impacts particular groups of people. You see, the issue with a lot of these tweets when it comes to making a general, hey, let's come together, let's have a talk, let's have a tough discussion. When people have tough discussions it's a lot of the discussions that you can't have in real life because you're afraid to hurt another person's feelings or you're just too afraid to confront them because you don't want to deal with their antics or their bullshit you're gonna have to deal with their bullshit one way or another because you have already exposed to yourself wow this person has bullshit that i haven't even confronted yet that's two three if you're gonna make a general consensus 
please do not make me assume that I'm included or I have to be like, hmm, is this person talking about me? But what if I tell them or ask them, hmm, am I part of part of this conversation? No, you're not. Or yes, you are. But then why haven't you confronted directly to me that I haven't done a particular thing? Because there's particular things about me that I haven't confronted. There's particular things about me that I'm flawed in. I understand that. I'm not always the greatest friend. Sometimes I can be a ghost to everybody. Sometimes I can be overly stubborn. Sometimes I can be too fantasy-centric when it comes to my future. Sometimes I can be too idealistic. Sometimes I can be too self-doubting. But most people do not confront me shit. They just group me into these specific boxes talking about people ain't shit, men ain't shit. But then it's like I have to, I have to ask them, am I sh- am I not shit? I'm like Jay, you're you're full of shit. I'm like okay, fine. At least you told me. But then again, if I wasn't full of shit from the jump, you probably could have just told me earlier. It would have been better off if you just told me you're a piece of shit loser from the first interaction. After a couple minutes, if you feel that energy, then Shane, you're a piece of shit loser. Five months later, and we've already built a, a confining relationship. Does that make sense? Now it makes sense. Rant is over. I thank you guys for coming to this podcast. And this is, a, you know what? This is not even a rant. This is just something that you need to discuss. We have to discuss this. Because there's just no way I'm going to keep holding this off and act as if, huh, that's cool and all. No, it's not cool. It's not cool to group people into specific boxes they're not even a part of. We're not even directly telling who is part of that box that you're telling or talking about. Talking about, man ain't shit. But who's not being shit right now? You. All right, then tell me directly. Say my name. Say, Shane ain't shit. Say that. Tell me directly or tweet it to me. Do that. We're grown people. We're not high schoolers anymore. We're not high schoolers where, oh, we can just, we can just self-tweet. We can indirectly tweet to people and then they'll just know. We need direct communication. We need healthy communication back. If you want healthy communication, embody it. Actually do something about it. Is it that hard? No, oh, it's hard. You know what? All right, fine. You won. Bye.